the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones. And each and every week, I do my best to bring pertinent information to you regarding your questions and real-life situations. And this week is special because once a month, I'm doing my best to bring something a little different, and the topic is love overall. Our goal is to do it the first weekend of every month. And the reason for that is because I believe as, as a community, as a state, as a country, as a world, really... We're going through things that are unprecedented, that we've never seen before or experienced, to be quite honest. And the last few years have been pretty rough for everyone, mostly, if you ask me, for our seniors, which, of course, because I have the the eyes and the vision to look after our seniors, it has just been devastating. So, you know, the week this week is really focusing on a book, a guideline that God gave us years ago that we can reference and use when we go through situations. And so that's why I have Pastor Timothy Helen with me here today. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, Wendy. Great to be here. And Pastor, you know, every week comes with a timely word because I know he does a lot of uh, prayer and insight and meditation. And of course, his word is timely this week. <laughs> so Pastor, love over all. I mean, this is, this is what it's about, loving each other through everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, as we've been traversing this year, and it's, it's 2022 is no different from 2021 or 2020, which have been very difficult years. And we have this great precedent set for us and this outline of how to, to, to use love to quash or squash so much of what we see going on around us as conflict and, and um, just, just so many of these social, public, political, even religious issues. 
And in particular in Romans 12, this is where we've been reading from 9 to 21. And today we're going to really focus on one of the instructions that, that God gives us through Paul's readings in, in Romans 12, 14, where he says, are you ready for this? Bless those who persecute you. And, and when you look at all of the commands that are given us between, in particular, verse 14 and 21, these, th- this discussion that Paul is having with us are based on this assumption that something deeper has happened inside of us because of this relationship with Christ. And so these commands, you can read them, or these suggestions, these, th- this insight for life, is, it's rooted in the, the, the greater revelation of what real freedom is. And so one of the things that we, we see everybody talking about today is freedom, 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 freedom. And it's really freedom to do whatever I want. And this leads to a lot of conflict. And when you say something that you really believe you deserve and somebody says you don't deserve that, we're, we feel persecuted. And that, that is one of the definitions of persecution, somebody trying to take something away from you or, or trying to keep you from getting what you really believe you need or you, you deserve. But that view of freedom is based in a... A, a deep self-preoccupation of, I want to call it, self-infatuation. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of us, if we're not careful, really begin to circle a tight, a tight circle around a very small tree that's ourselves. And as long as it's feeding us, it's good. And it's easy to do. Oh, I mean, we're my, all guilty of it. All of us. And so um, I believe that when you look at what's happening today in our culture... If you can take in particular today, we'll talk about this, this instruction from Romans twelve fourteen, and learn to not persecute those who are persecuting. Don't, don't fight fire with fire all the time. As a matter of fact, if you really want to extinguish a fire, what do you do? You take almost the opposite and you throw it at it. So if you want to learn to extinguish a lot of these conflicts, then what Paul says to do, and this is com- really, it's coming from the heart of God, is to answer persecution with a blessing. Amen. Now, now let, me, let me pose a question here at the top of this broadcast. And this is where we're going we're gonna to talk about this, and we'll go through this in the next, you know, 45, 50 minutes. Can you imagine how different the world would look if everyone were to try to do this? That when, when persecution came your way, you really looked at that person and you tried to figure out how, in what way could I bless this person? What, what would make a difference in their life? Not to prove that I'm right and that they're wrong, but to bring us to a place where actually we could come together. And, and this is what Paul is writing about. And I'll tell you the answer And this. It's, it's, well, it's, I already know that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> right. Well, and the answer <laughs> That's is... That's what we all want. I right. mean, can you imagine a world? And, it, and, it, and it's, um, it's, it's easy to talk about this when somebody's persecuting us. Or we feel... Or we, or let, me, let me... It's easy to talk about us when you're persecuting... When yeah. you're persecuting somebody else. And you, you see something that you don't like. And you don't, we don't see it as persecution. We see it as, as a, an assessment. Let me, let me make an assessment and help you. They feel it's judgment. And so now when, when we hold to our, our view and they hold to their view and we can't, we can't come together, if we keep going with it and it starts to 
rob somebody of something that they believe they deserve. Now it's rather persecution. We would love to be able to bless them at that moment, but boy, it's almost impossible to overcome that. And, and this is why what Paul is writing here, this is why I go back to the first statement that we have to be at a place where we've really allowed Christ to become a part of who we are, where something deep happens in us that changes us. And and for our, our, our first example, look at Christ and how Christ handled persecution. And I think the greatest example is when he's standing in Pilate's court and Pilate's getting ready, you know, the, the whole crowd, everybody wants him dead. And what did he do? Nothing. As a matter of fact, Pilate, who has a fairly keen legal mind, is looking at him and says, and looks at the crowd and says, we have no grounds. He didn't do anything. He's not guilty of anything except bothering you. But how does Jesus answer it? He doesn't say a word. He lets them crucify him because he knows he has to do that. Now, I'm not saying that we have to let people crucify us. But I will say, if we can bring that mindset into this, and we can look at them and we can say, what, what, what are they really looking for and what do they really need? And how can I bring that into this conflict? Not so much to diffuse the argument, but to elevate them to the place where maybe they can begin to see that what I'm doing really is a persecution. And that's where I, I find um, great liberty and mm-hmm. being able to not be so bombastic in my response to someone. And trust me, I love a good argument. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, you know, I can debate and, you know, my, my degree is in apologetics, which is defending the faith. And, and there's, it's one thing to defend the faith. It's another thing to begin to offensively attack with your faith. And this is where I think Jesus gave us a great example in, in, learning to use what we have to bring blessing. And that's where we want to go today. I love it because honestly, listeners, and you all know this as well as I do, it has been, I'm going to just say known in the Christian circles that people are judgmental Mm -hmm. and people can be hypocritical. And so this is a lesson for all of us and to love those everyone and to treat them with respect and to look at situations, maybe take a step back and look high level at the vision of exactly what's happening. And I'm sure many times you're going to see what, what pastor Tim just said, and we need to be able to look at that with different eyes. And, and the way we're going to do that to set us up for the next session here is, is when you go back to verse one and 12, it talks about, he's appealing to the people by the mercies of God and and as as we become more um, attuned to what God has done for us through mercy, it makes it easier for us to show that mercy to others. And that's the starting point of being able to bless someone who persecutes you. Which is so true. And, and listeners, that's why God gave us this book. Mm. I mean, it is a guideline on how to live life. And all these examples are, are real life examples. They happened. Yeah. That's and he what gave I love them to about us it. for a reason. I, I, I said this at our church the other week, you know, history is his story. Love it. And so 
uh, anything that's happening, and we get we can get bothered by this because we think, why would God allow that? Well, it's not that it's, God permits everything because He's in control of all things, mm-hmm. and because of that, we know we can trust Him. We can trust Him with everything that's happening in our life. So we're going to go into the next segment, but share your information about your church and your service real quick. Yeah, we we're it's Creekside Christian Church. It's in Rochester Hills, um, right by DeQuinder and Auburn, a little bit east. And um, we have our services at 11 o'clock on Sundays, Bible studies on Wednesdays at 7. And we do uh, social media every morning. We do a thing called Jam. It's just a minute. And it's one scripture and a practical application. We'd love to have For you each join day. us. Every For each day. Every day. And that's on Facebook? Facebook, uh, Instagram, yep, and on our Good site. old social media. Oh, yeah. All right, listeners, we'll be back in just a moment. God bless you. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Today, our topic, love over all. And this is my favorite week of the month because this is an opportunity to reflect. This is an opportunity to take your Bibles out, put them on the table with you, and really dive into what Pastor Tim is sharing with us right now. So it's very easy to be judgmental. It's very easy um, to persecute someone and mm-hmm. to feel persecuted, especially oh, yeah. in this day and age. And, and I love what you're saying, pastor, because this is a good, this is a good visual for all of us to grab a hold of. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that so often it, we, we use that example of this little tree that we circle and the tree is ourselves, what we want, what we, you know, us and, it's and all about us, you know, this, we have a word for it. We call it narcissism <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and it, you know, it does have a negative connotation and I think it should because life is not ever all about us. Mm-mm. It shouldn't be all about us. And really it's not all about somebody, any other individual life on, on a, on a humanistic level successfully life is about everyone together, but really in a, the most accurate description of what life is all about is it's all about God. You see, God is the center. And so if we can pull ourselves out of the center and put Christ, put God in the center, now all of a sudden you're circling a much larger tree. Amen. You're, 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 That's a good visual. Oh yeah. And, and you, you begin to realize that what you're pursuing is much, much larger, not just than yourself, but really than anything you can imagine. And so when we we put Christ at the center, what this does is it, it puts us in a position to treat other people differently, not based on how we feel or what we think, but based on what God thinks and how God feels. So, so And we have this incredible book called the Bible, which gives us all that we need to know about how God has set things up and what his expectations are. Mm-hmm. So... Now, now we become a person who's not living for ourselves, and it's not even so much that we're living for another human. We're living for Christ. Amen. Now, all of a sudden, this, this, this deeper change can really begin to take place in us because, you know, for thousands and thousands of years, we've, we've had all these different ways of trying to figure out what is the meaning of life. Well, He's given us the answer, and the meaning of life is to live for him. 
when we do this, you will see a very radical change in our behavior. And, and I think here's where we have an issue with conflict and with feeling persecuted or people feeling persecuted, persecution going one way or the other, is that we bring this, this new mindset and we expect everybody else to be there. Well, they're not. And so Paul is saying here, don't retaliate, which is very it's, – it's against human nature – um, you know, there's, there's, there's something to be said for preservation. And, you know, if you, if a brick's flying at you, raise your hand and stop the brick, but raising your hand and stopping a brick is not retaliation. Retaliation is taking that brick and heaving it back. And so when, when, what Paul is saying here is when persecution comes, it's okay to defend, it's okay to protect, it's okay to preserve, but don't attack. Don't, don't be going back and trying to make the other person feel worse than they made you feel. And this is where, where what he says here is, rather, bless. And I think that when you, you look at what's happening in, in a lot of the most divisive issues in culture, the words that we can a- attach to those are, are hateful or resentful or vengeful. And each of those roots there, each of those, whether it's hate, whether it's resent, or, or whether it's um, vengeance, um, we start trying to put our needs, our wants, our desires above everybody else. And not even Christ, who's, who the most perfect human being of all, the, the second part of the Trinity, didn't do that for us. He said, no, 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 I'm going to elevate you. Now, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden, okay, see, I was right. I am more important than anyone else. No, no, no. He also elevated every other human being, too. And he's saying, I want you to elevate each other, too. And there's a scripture that talks about the least of these, right? Mm. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the humility, the humbleness, the, the servanthood. Yeah, and I love it. When you, you look at that scripture, you look at the, the scriptures that attach to that. And Jesus says, if you really want to show a uh, perfect religion, pure religion, religion that's undefiled. You give to those who can never give back. Widows, orphans, people in jail. I mean, this you're, we're describing your ministry here. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it's not just Paul who says this. Paul really is quoting Luke, Jesus, from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 28, where Jesus says, Bless those who curse you and pray for those who abuse you. And, and you know, th- now we just pulled in this word that's a buzzword for today, and that's the word of abuse. And listen, I'm not saying that we should let abusers just go freer and that there's no issues for them. But I will say this, and I, and I find this in, in what I do at the jail so often, is, is people who abuse have come from abuse. Now that doesn't give them a, you know it doesn't give them a pass it doesn't mean that what they do is okay but you we we do have to find how can we bless them and it doesn't mean that they shouldn't do their time they should it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be punished they should be punished but there's consequences yeah yes. it doesn't end there how can we make this person a better person how can i bless this person who has brought harm into my life 
And, and, and Jesus went to the cross for the very people who were crucifying him. And one person at the foot of the cross looks up, this soldier, this Roman soldier look, looks up at the cross and says, surely he is the son of God. That guy on that day began to change. And I would, I would, dollars to donuts, I would make a bet. His life changed and the way he treated, treated people changed after that moment. And it's because Jesus said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to answer your persecution with persecution. Rather, the greatest blessing that humankind has ever seen. Amen. Amen. And this is what it's about. I mean, these are opportunities right now. You know, we might be looking at it like the most difficult times, but honestly, as you're talking, Pastor Tim, they're the most opportune times. There is no better time than today mm. to make these changes and to turn lemons into lemonade. I mean, look at Christ and look at situations and be like, I need to be more like him. I need to be more like Christ. I need to love people. I need to keep my mouth shut. You said once before you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Mm -hmm. So these are the times we have an opportunity listeners. Oh yeah. Like and, none other. And I think that as you make this a practice, as you, as you practice this and it becomes a part of the format for the way that we live, you begin to see that these people that are lashing out the most viciously are the ones that are longing the most for a blessing. They're looking for someone to validate or them. something. There's, yeah. there's, there's a void. And, the, and, and, you know, we have the answer. Amen. The answer is Christ. And, it you is. know, if we, if we lash back, we're not showing Christ. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about him. It is all about him. And, and listeners, this is one of the hardest, I think, lessons we go through, really, because it's very easy to let flesh take over in a situation like that. It's, it's the biggest challenge there is to stop and to think spirit and to think, what would Jesus do? Hey, there was a bracelet that they used to, and they mm -hmm. still have them. WWJD, I remember it well. What would Jesus do in this situation? So, you know, these are great. This is a great word today. And it's very timely, like I said before, because we need to be more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's where being able to, to show Christ when somebody else isn't is, I think it becomes one of the defining moments of a Christian of, of have you matured? And, and as I traverse my journey now as a, as a minister and as a pastor, um, there's all kinds of opportunities for me to lash back, right? I really feel like God is asking me to show restraint and self-control. And you, we don't have to answer every single negative comment that somebody has for us. This is what I see happening right now. Well, especially in social media. Yeah, that's what, and that's where I see it happening. It's people feel so um, hidden and camouflaged and they feel like they can say anything and nobody really knows who they are. Mm -mm. No, no, those Not words the are way still, to live life. No, no, it's contrary to this great uh, example that Christ gave us. And that's why Paul picks it up and says, hey, and they were living in a really difficult time. And he says, no, no, no. Someone's persecuting you? Bless, bless them. <laughs> bless them, bless them, bless them. And if you don't know how to bless them, ask God. He'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can I bless this person? God will totally give you those answers. That's what's so amazing about him. Yeah. Well, he they're, they're he all just the, wants the... us to ask. He wants us to lean on him 
ask him and follow his direction. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Get your Bibles out if you haven't already and be ready for the next segment. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our topic today, Love Over All, with Pastor Timothy Helland from Creekside Christian Church. And Pastor Tim is just bringing a fresh word um, about turning the persecution. And, you know, it's interesting because I just feel like in this day and age, we all have been through some kind mm, of persecution. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what everyone else's is. I know what mine is. But, you know, we're walking this walk and we wake up every day and there's times we feel attacked for whatever reason. But this lesson is for us. This is exactly why Pastor Tim is here today. So we can learn what the Bible says about how to turn the other cheek, how to move forward, how to bless somebody who's hurting you, literally. Well, and we were just chatting about um, contemporary examples of what's going on. And all, and all you have to do is, is turn on the news, open a paper, right. go anywhere. It's not easy. To- <laughs> and so let's, let's just, I mean, very briefly, pro-life, pro-choice. Yeah, that's such a big topic. So, so exactly. this is a huge a point of dissent and contention and people both both directions wherever you sit you feel the persecution if someone doesn't agree with you and i believe that in order to get to a place where you can do what paul is saying is we have to be able to see past the persecution and see the persecutor the actual and, and, person and see them as a person not don't see them as some vile form of ultimate evil and wickedness because that's not the truth. Mm-mm. And then, and when you can do that, I, I believe it starts knowing that that with Christ and our faith in Christ, mm-hmm. you look at how Christ he saw and embraced those who persecuted him. So, so you know. Even Peter's denying him. Do right. you love me? Do you love me? His Do you own love disciple, me? right? Oh no, yes. And when he's when he's you know he's before uh, Pilate, and Pilate says, "What is truth?" And and he, Jesus could have shut him down. Pilate says to Jesus, "Do you know who I am?" That's fairly in your face. And Jesus right. is God, and he's like, seriously. And Jesus could have said. Do you realize who I am? Jesus didn't say that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to who I really am. No, he right. did not say that. No, he didn't do that. And, and and then he went to the cross. And and you see that that Jesus he he embraced those who were persecuting him. You know, when you watch a boxing match and someone starts really flailing on some someone, one of the defenses you have is you is you lock up. You get in close, and they, it's harder to hit someone who's embracing you. Now, I'm not saying that that's exactly what, why Jesus did what he did, but we see this picture, and I believe that one of the, one of the great examples of this is after Jesus' ascension and, and the church is growing and persecution is, and who's the chief persecutor after Jesus' ascends? It's Saul. Saul is the persecutor. What does Jesus do? He blesses him. He calls him. He, he makes them an, one of his... Well, first he blinds him yeah, on the he, road well, to Damascus. He, he Let's go back to the first he does, thing. <laughs> he, but he gets his attention. Of course. And then he pulls him in tight and he says, no, I want you to join me. And, and so when you, when you look at how Christ answers still 
persecution. And you and you go from how you see Christ handled things contextually on the last few days of his natural life, and then you come to the point where, secondly, we realize that that same faith that can behold that Christ used to behold Pilate or Herod or the whoever is how he he embraced us. Because I got to be honest with you, not all my life have I served Christ like I do now. There were times when it's a I process. was yes, absolutely, and 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 I didn't. I wasn't living for the cross. I was I was. A, a huge hypocrite. And, and what did Christ do? He brought me in. He got your attention. Yes. He didn't have to blind you on the way to Damascus, but he gets our attention, whatever it is, whatever and, it is. You know, in Romans 5, you get to verse 6, and Paul is writing there, and he says, while we were still weak, while we're, we were at the depths, the worst point in our life, as far from Christ as we could get, he died for us. He went to that cross, and he did. He doesn't. He doesn't throw these hurling accusations and judgments and saying how horrible, how you know. I would never want you in my kingdom. This is what we're hearing today right. from people that are facing or dealing with persecution. No, what did he say? No, no, I love you. I'll die for you. Now, let me ask this question: Going into the, the, the just the, the third point of this little section here. Could we die for the person perse- persecuting us? And I'll be honest with you, I don't think I could. Let's think on that for a moment, because yes, you're right. I mean, this is serious. So when you're looking past what they're saying and you see them, is there a way that we can articulate to them, hey, 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 Christ died for you too. This isn't, this isn't just specifically for me. This, 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 this deal isn't unique to Tim Allen or to Wendy Jones or to whoever. Hey, hey, I, I understand we don't agree here, but do you, you realize Jesus loves you every bit as much as he loves me? Regardless. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. That is the diffuser. And maybe they're not ready to hear it all at once. Not today. Or maybe not in the next week or month. But it, it, if we keep consistently putting that truth out there, eventually that longing inside of them begins to respond to this truth. And all of a sudden, we're not dealing with the persecution. We're beginning to embrace the persecutor. And that is the diffusing. That's, I believe that's when you, we really begin to, to see the picture of Christ. And I think, you know, as you're, as you're talking, Pastor, I think one of the things, listeners, that's just real that I just want to point out today is situations that you're in that are causing angst in your body, right? Situations, whether there's, you know, something going on with your taxes or something going on with your children or, you know, whatever the situation, and I know all of us have something, right? Think of that situation right now. And now rise above the situation and think, and this is what I ask myself, what am I supposed to be learning through this. Mm. Oh, God, that's so good. Right? So mm-hmm. God, it's about you. So there's some there's a reason I'm in this situation so that I can grow through it to be more like you, God. So what am I supposed to be learning that I'm missing? Because I feel like in every situation, listeners, some like I talked about earlier, there's a process. We have a process to go through. Tim Helen, Pastor Tim Helen wasn't Pastor Tim Helen today as he was 20 years ago. So, and nor Wendy Jones or anybody for that matter, right? It's a process. 
and we have so far to go, but my gosh, let's be on the journey together. And that's why Pastor Tim is here today, so we can be on this journey together and grow in Christ together. And yes, the world is going to be a better place. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think we do begin to see that as we look to people and past issues, we become far more effective at dealing with people and not being so affected by issues. Yeah, it's the person exactly. And and you know, there's 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 a lot that's happening. There's a lot that people say that I don't agree with and that I don't like. And if 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 I if I move away from circling God, making God the center, and I and I begin to fade back towards I'm circling me, then very quickly I can become very disturbed by what I hear and what I see. But when I go back to that, the, the tree that's God, when I'm circling God, when I make him the center, I love this, this analogy that all of a sudden the perspective changes and you realize that if you were to go to some far distant reach of the universe and look back at the earth and you, and you have that perspective, what, what difference is there between me, Tim Helen, who's been in ministry for 20 years and thinks he's a great Christian, is doing everything, you know, to the best of my ability, the right way, and somebody over here who's completely what I would say the opposite of that. Well, from God's perspective, we look the same. Yep, nothing, no difference. <laughs> exactly. And so, how much does God love them? Every bit as much as He loves same, me. Same. And what is He saying? He's saying, learn to love them like I love you, learn to love them like I love them. Yeah. And listeners, this is a good lesson because I, you know, I remember in a situation praying through, I was in a situation with another, with another person and, and I just kept not being able to see eye to eye. And I was like, gosh, I'm just so confused. This person is a Christian. How is this happening? And the Lord told me, tell her that I love you both the same. And I remember thinking, Okay. And I remember saying that to this girl. I was like, you know what? I I just, I heard from the Lord and I really feel like I need to tell you this. God loves us both the same. He doesn't love you more than me or me more than you. So why are we all, why are we all in a tinsy, you know? That's one of the keys right there. Because I think we tend to see ourselves as being loved more by God than others. Stop being competitive. This is not a competition. Mm -mm. Everybody wins. God did not. God is not like, oh, I love her, but I don't love you. Well, no, He loves us all. And Pastor, if there's not a greater way or example, that's it, because that's how He wants us mm-hmm. to love everyone the same. Could almost end right there. I know, but we got, but one we got more one more session. <laughs> Listeners, you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. We'll be right back with you. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back. Our program, we're in our last segment, and oh, if you're just tuning in, you've missed some great information. You've got to listen to the podcast online, which, by the way, you can do that at patriotdetroit.com 
and go to the menu, go to podcast, go to next steps for seniors, or there's an app. There's a WDTK app. You can put on your phone and listen to all of these programs. So, you know, this is an opportunity listeners in this last segment to really dive in deep. I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff. We're challenging each other and that's what life is about. We are in this together Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. this together. So pastor Tim last segment, we're all on the edge of our seats. <laughs> well, you know, as as we discuss this, it's not just a principle. It's it, but it is a principle. But goes beyond. This has to be a a steps of action that we take. That when someone is 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 persecuting us, when someone is throwing something at us that we really completely disagree with, being able to bless them, which is it's it's counterintuitive before Christ. The after Christ, really, be, I think it becomes much more of our, our mindset is, is, all right, how can I bless this person? What's what's the angle here? And and I believe that it starts by realizing that if, if we're always fighting for what we want, then we're going to become a persecutor. We'll become persecutorial because we're, we're pushing for something. But we that, don't realize it. Oh, no, nobody I mean, does. This is, the, this is the part that's so challenging, honestly. How do we know that? I think everyone believes that what they believe in is actually good. and, and we're it, always right. Right. Yeah. Because we're, it's, where it's, it's, it's the world we live in. <laughs> but if we can pick up, and it's not so much trying to find somebody else's cause, it's picking up the cause of Christ. Mm-hmm. And there, there's one eternal uh destination that's real and it's 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 what god said from the very beginning you know he created us he put us in this earth because he wants to have a relationship with us and it's not just for for a decade or seven decades or it's for eternity this is why god did what he did and it's getting to the place where we can look at somebody else who is persecuting us that doesn't agree with us and then and then Try to find a way to talk to them about eternity, not about the next election or not about the next Supreme Court or not about the next birthday party or not about the ne- whatever. It's just, you know, the next big goal in life. It's, it's, it's beyond what our lives. It's beyond our life, lifetimes. It's beyond our culture or our social mm-hmm. history or anything. It's, here's, you, we, have, we have a God. I mean, this is as concrete as anything who's eternal. And, I, and I'm, this is something I'm talking about on Sunday at Creekside. Pretty much, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people celebrate Christmas. I used to say everybody celebrates Christmas, but a lot of people celebrate Christmas. And we celebrate Christmas because that's the day that Jesus was born. And, and there's a whole bunch of people on this earth that really believe that Jesus was born. And that's good. He's, you know, but he's not just a historical figure. And it's getting to the point where we realize that, that Jesus' second return is just as real as his first. So so how many of us are looking really, let me like concretely looking forward to when Jesus comes back? And and that's the beginning of eternal life. And and being able to look at the persecutor and saying, hey, let let's get way past this issue because really no matter how big we might think these issues is right are right now, they're tiny compared to eternity. And so when you can bring someone to the place where you, you begin to articulate to them, listen, I care about not just where you are right now. I care about where you are going to be for eternity. Amen. There's no greater blessing 
than opening somebody's eyes to the reality of what Christ has done. And, and, and that's, that's love conquering all. This love that we're oh, talking about. We just about, changed the name. It's love conquering all. Well, well it is. It, 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 <laughs> it's it, love overall. Love goes overall. Yeah. Because it's the only thing that lasts. Mm-hmm. You know, Corinthians, we read it, we'd say it at weddings and whatnot. You know, here's, here's the three greatest things of life faith, hope, and love. Well, what's the greatest of these things? Love. 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 And, and learning to love your enemies, learning to bless those who persecute you. Because the next verse, which is where we'll pick up next time, he says, don't curse, bless. Well, can you imagine living in a life? Now, I, 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 some people would be like, I thought you were a pastor. I am a pastor. Can you imagine your life? Can you imagine living a life where you never curse again, ever? And, and, I, and I'm like, oh, yes, I can. Nope. <laughs> the reality sets Yeah, in. something happens. Right. But this is, this, this is it's the goal. And Absolutely. I, I want to be, and I think all of us, when we get to the place as Christians where we're blessing everyone, regardless of what they're bringing to us, I'll tell you what, our witness will become far more clear, far more evident. And, and people see something different in you. And that's what I think is so amazing is I do believe that when you see someone who has these qualities that you're talking about, they're peculiar, right? You Mm -hmm. notice something, Mm -hmm. you want to be around that person, but there's a reason and it's Jesus, it's Jesus in them. Right? Right, right. And that's where to, to close this and to set us up for August. The issue, I think, the bottom line here is when someone's being persecutorial towards us, what we read is a threat. And we attach the threat to the person, not the statement. And, and, and we, and listen, there, there's not one human being on this earth in and of themselves that really is the threat. It's, it's the ideology behind what they're pushing that can be threatening to how we feel. It's not how we live or what we believe because there's no, there's no overcoming truth. Truth is truth. And, and gang, this is where we're, we're going to go going into the rest of the year. Truth is truth. It's, 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 it's objective. It doesn't, doesn't change. And so God, what God said is, and what God has done is going to last. Jesus is coming back. We have an eternity. We're looking forward to it. Our goal should not be to huddle up and make sure that just us get there. It's to get those who are who don't understand yet and bring them in. And how do we do that? By blessing them. Blessing them, not cursing. And that's where I, I as I go through my days and weeks in these last two years, dealing with a lot of the, the political, a lot of the uh, religious or um, social issues that, that I don't agree with, I don't see them as a threat anymore. When Jesus was on the cross, what did he say? He said, it is finished, meaning it's taken care of. And, who, and you, know, you know, Jesus died for that persecutor today just as much as he died for me. I love that statement that God gave you. 
I love her as much as I love you. It was great. So as you're, as you're talking, I just want to uh, share the scripture listeners. 1 Corinthians 9.24. And once I read it, pastor's going to have something to say about this for sure. So King James Version is, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that they may obtain. And then the New International Version, a little easier to understand. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize. That's our race, our mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. It's our life is the race. <laughs> we want to run so that we get eternal life with Jesus Christ in the way that we, it was designed. And I love how, how first Corinthians there, it redefines the win because I think so often the win that we think is I win. No, 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 no. no. Christ won and he brought you in. Now, what's our, our win is getting somebody else there. Exactly. That's the race we're running. And it's how we do it. And mm -hmm. this is what, this is the process that we're talking about in life. So let's run this race together, listeners. I mean, let's really strive to do exactly what Pastor Tim is talking about in Romans this week. Well, oh, oh yeah. And it's, to, to sum it up here. Yes, because we only have a minute right. left. Is realizing that we aren't who we used to be. We've been changed. And we were changed by what Christ did for us. So when you see someone, you, you need to know that that's, that's not who they're going to be forever. And what do they need? They need Christ. And what's the greatest blessing you can give someone who's persecuting you? Give them Christ. Answer that persecution with a blessing. And God loves us all the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Pastor Tim Helen, Creekside Christian Church, Sundays at 11. And what's your website? Share that with our listeners. It's C3, the letter C, the number three, the number four, the letter U. Org, C3forYou.org. And all of our all our jams, all our messages, all our sermons, everything is on that site. Absolutely. And also Next Up's Four Seniors Foundation is our foundation, and we are changing lives of seniors every day. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Have a blessed day and go bless someone else. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.